This is the Westwards podcast, a fortnightly production of Westwards, the Western Sydney Literature Organisation. Western Sydney is located on the traditional lands of the Darug, Gunungurra and Tharawal Nations, and we acknowledge and offer our respects to all Indigenous people and to their Elders past, present and emerging. Opinions and views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of the Westwards organisation. If you'd like to ask questions, offer feedback or simply learn more about what we do at Westwards, please visit westwards.com.au. All right, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Westwards Podcast for today, Friday the 11th of February 2022. My name is James Roy. I am your host. It is the first Westwards Podcast for the year. We have been on a bit of a break. We have been, uh, the team has been variously well and unwell, depending on who you ask, but we've had a restful break. We've had some time off. We've had a chance to catch our breath. We've also had a chance to move house. We have taken up some new premises in Parramatta, 41 Hunter Street, Parramatta, which is the old Presbyterian manse, and it really is really close to everything else in Parramatta. It's uh, across the road from Westfield, it's near the railway station, it's close to the big park in the middle of Parramatta and Church Street and all the rest, so it is a wonderful place to be, to be living now. Uh, at Westwards. We have spent a lot of time in the last couple of years down in Wedderburn. Uh, the Campbelltown Council have been really generous with what they've allowed us to uh, to do down there. We've been using the old historic schoolhouse at Wedderburn, which is out in the out in the bush, down past Campbelltown. Wonderful place. But we are enjoying also uh, right now being back well, a little closer to um, to the city, a little bit closer to the middle of Western Sydney. But thank you so much to Campbelltown. We we intend to keep using that space down there. We really value the Campbelltown space. And so we continue to use that. But uh, our main office is now in Parramatta, 41 Hunter Street, Parramatta. So pre- please feel free to uh, get in touch and maybe come and have a look and see what we do. We're going to be able to host a lot of our events through there we have we have a performance space and an event space and some catering space and offices and all the rest it's a really really terrific place so we're very excited and we can't wait to see you there so what's in store for this particular episode well we're going to catch up on a couple of things that we've been working on over the break but first of all as is usually the way we have birthday wishes for someone and a quote from that very same person. If you are a regular listener to the Westwards podcast, you'll know that we have a bit of a, a tradition, and that is that we have a quote of the day, which is usually taken from someone who was born on this day, uh, not obviously this exact day, but this day in a different year. Uh, sometimes it's somebody who passed away on that day, or somebody who did something amazing or, or influential or important on this day, or, or sometimes it's it's a, a world event. But generally we try and go for birthdays because that's happier than, than uh, Memorial Days. And today our 
birthday boy is Sidney Sheldon. He was born on this day in 1917, so he would have been, well, he would have been 100 and, what's that, 105 years old. He didn't live to be 105. He died at 89, the ripe old age of 89 in 2007. Sidney Sheldon was a writer, a director and a producer, pretty prominent in the 1930s. He worked uh, on Broadway plays and and wrote uh, a movie that actually won him an Oscar in 1948. He went on to work in TV. Uh, he created the Patty Duke show. He also he also created I Dream of Jeannie, which is a pretty pretty massive uh, accolade. But he also wrote 18 novels that sold over 300 million copies in 51 languages. He's consistently cited as being one of the top 10 best-selling fiction writers of all time. And some of those books include... Uh, the Naked Face, Stranger in the Mirror, Bloodline, Range of Angels, uh, Master of the Game, Skies Falling, The Best Laid Plans. And he, he wrote Broadway plays and he also wrote a whole bunch of young adult and children's books. So Sidney Sheldon is our birthday boy today. So the quote of today is from Sidney Sheldon. This is what he had to say. I've got a couple of quotes for you. He said something that was pretty de rigueur, really, for people who talk about creativity. And he said, don't give up. There are too many naysayers out there who will try to discourage you. Don't listen to them. The only one who can make you give up is yourself. And of course, you know, that sounds like a truism and a bit of a cliche, but it's actually very true. Uh, there are a lot of people out there who will tell you that, oh, you can't be a writer or you can't be this or you can't be that. And there's only one way to prove them wrong, and that's to go ahead and do it. But uh, this is the one that I really want to talk about today. He said, I will not write about any place in the world unless I've been there to personally research it. I don't know that I agree with this one. Now, whether it was a bit different when Sidney Sheldon said this, and I think it probably was, well, I know it was, the, the idea of writing about a place without going there was a lot harder to do then because these days we have these amazing uh, bits of technology called computers and the internet, and we have... Uh, Google Earth and we have Street View and uh, I know several people including Kate Forsyth often use Street View to go into little villages and uh, in, on the other side of the world and use that to place their story and, and give themselves some some place context. I'm currently binging out pretty hard on a uh, on a game it's the Microsoft Flight Simulator. Every basically every inch of the world is 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 mapped in this thing and it's photorealistic from above 500 feet and it's quite extraordinary and that's the world we are in now where you can fly over certain places or you can go to certain places online and and research in that way it was probably a bit different when Sydney Sheldon was around I, I imagine that writing about Africa was very difficult if you hadn't been to Africa you'd be relying on the opinions and the observations of other people but now it's a very different world and so I think that's, that should be really liberating for us as writers. Now, certainly there are reasons to do things and go to places and feel experiences of places. It's much easier to write about a place when you have been there and you know what it feels like. It'd be very hard to write about, say, a music festival if you hadn't ever been to a music festival. And it would be hard to write about somewhere like Marrakesh if you hadn't been to Marrakesh because there is so much more than what you can see on the computer screen. There are smells and sights and, and the, just the feeling of the place. And it's also the people you meet and, and so on and so forth. 
So I don't think it's necessary that we actually go to every place. But when you can, I think you should try and get experience. And of course, we're not just talking about the place. We're talking about experiences, what it feels like to do a particular thing. Uh, I have never written about anyone jumping out of an aeroplane with a parachute. If I were to write about it, I think I'd probably owe it to myself to go and do it. That would be confronting for me because I'm not a big fan of heights. But uh, maybe that's something to think about. What do we choose to write about? What can we get away with? I remember that there was a um, one of my favourite writers who I, I met a few years back. His name was Mal Pete, and he wrote a book called uh, Tamer. And he also wrote a whole bunch of books that were about South American football. And I said to him, so I, I assume you went to South America to research? And he said, no, I've never been to South America. He said, I don't think it's important. I think that's the exception. I, I, his, book, his books really worked. But then I hadn't been in South America either, so maybe his books didn't work. Maybe I, couldn't just, I just couldn't tell the difference. Anyway, I think it takes a certain amount of confidence to write about a place you haven't been to. Uh, but it's not impossible. But certainly research is important. So get what you can, experience what you can in the world, write about stuff that you know you can be honest about on the page. And happy birthday, Sydney Sheldon. So we have a special treat for you right now, and that is a reading from a a very successful writer, Grace Carskins, who is a... uh, a historian. She is a professor of history at the University of New South Wales and a fellow of the Australian Academy of Humanities. And she has written a book uh, called People of the River, published by Alan and Unwin, and was last year's winner for non-fiction in the, New- in the Prime Minister's Literary Awards. It's the second time she's won that prize. She won it for the Colony back in 2010, and she's also won the New South Wales Premier's History Prize for her book The Rocks. And People of the River is a landmark history of Australia's first successful settler farming area, which was on the Hawkesbury and the Pan River. The book uncovers the everyday lives of ordinary people in the early colony, both Indigenous and British, European. And as I say, it won the Prime Minister's Award this year. So here's Grace Carskins talking about and reading from her book, People of the River. Now, this is a history of the beautiful and historical and I think mysterious Jerubbin the Hawkesbury-Nepean River. Um, it, it's in New South Wales and it, it, it surrounds the Cumberland Plain, which itself surrounds the city of Sydney. Now, because Australian history began way before 1788, the book travels back in time 50,000 years because that's when human history started on the river and it's a long history of the Darug and young people. But... Also, the book's about what happened after settlers invaded this country in from 1794 and who the settlers were, who they were, and how they changed this river landscape or didn't. So one thing's for sure in this book, the river environment profoundly shapes both Aboriginal and settler history and their societies and their cultures and their spiritualities. So to understand human history, we really need a deep understanding of country. So I'm just going to read some pages from the introduction, and I think that will give you a good idea of what this book is about and where it's going to take you. 
Sometime in the summer of 1793 to 4, a small group of people, men, women and children, appeared on Durban, the river. They made for Dolaba in the crook of the tributary stream Wayanamatta, where the huge broad-barrelled eucalypts stood far apart and the dense viney undergrowth covering most of the river's banks opened out clear and grassy. They cut bark and timber for shelters with their axes. They lit fires against the darkness and they feasted on ducks and other wild birds they caught in the vast lagoons nearby. And soon, at various spots along that reach between Wayanamatta and Weriling, the next river bend downstream, the strangers began breaking up the rich river soils with their hoes, uprooting yams and grasses. They scattered ears of corn and wheat seeds and dropped potatoes and peach stones. These strange plants flourished magnificently and soon the news was out. More and more of these people arrived, some with guns, many with waragol, large savage hunting dogs, and daramoa, pigs, dangerous but tasty. And now they began to move into Duga Duga, the thickly forested parts, setting fire to the bush, hacking the flowering vines and shrubs, and cutting the giant trees down to stumps, scattering seeds between them. They went upstream to the big lagoon at Yaramundi, over the river to Kurrajong, and downstream too to Buldura, then Guria, then Drombaloa, where the great eel being Gurungadi tore a path through the stone heart of the mountains in the dreaming. They called Durban by different names. Hawkesbury, though it sounded like Oxborough when they said it. Upstream, past the great cobble rapids, they named the river Nepean. Wyanamata they called South Creek or The Creek. Buldura was known as Caddy. Drumbaloa was Portland Head and Sackville or just down the river. And the reports of their guns echoed across the valley, the swamps and the forests. Pitalong! Pitalong! Well, who were these people, these newcomers? And who were the people watching and listening to them? First with curiosity, then with alarm, and finally fury. Those seem like simple questions, but they're not. The settlers who took the land on the river during the mid-1790s were there because of an extraordinary social and penal experiment devised half a world away in England. We think we know them, and yet these people don't fit our familiar image and ideas about settlers at all. The Aboriginal people who endured this invasion were there because of an even more extraordinary event in global human history. The arrival of their ancestors in Australia more than 65,000 years ago and their successful expansion across the entire continent. But generalised understandings of Aboriginal people and culture can't tell us who these people were. Durabin's people have their own history, culture, mythology, inseparable from their river country. That was Grace Carskins reading from her book, People of the River, published by Alan and Unwin. 
And uh, if you go to ABC iView and look for Compass, you'll find a uh, an episode on there featuring Grace and also uh, including a couple of people who have worked quite closely with Westwards over the years, Jasmine Seymour and Leanne Mulgo watson And they were key in helping Grace research a book especially around Darug language. And you can find that reading and many, many others and lots of other videos and uh, features as well all on our YouTube channel Westwards Official. Just go to YouTube and type in Westwards Official and there they are. There's workshops, there's podcasts, there's... Um, interviews there's readings there's poetry there's all sorts of things there things for young people old people and people of all particular interests so please check it out before we go i'd like to just mention a couple of things uh, that are coming up in the westwards programs coming up very soon and some of which have already started as well the clubhouse is still up and going it hasn't actually stopped over the holidays it's still going strong and at the moment we have jane godwin who is our guest she is a publisher or a former publisher from penguin random house or from penguin australia before it amalgamated with random house i think and she is also a very successful children's and young adult writer in her own right and a picture book writer and her book uh, when rain turns to snow was also shortlisted in the prime minister's literary award for this year for young adult readers and she is currently our guest at the clubhouse so any young people that you know who are keen to find out about how books are written and how writers work uh, Jane is there her partner Michael Wagner was the uh, the featured blogger before Jane and coming up we're going to have Mick Elliott and don't forget that Mick Elliott also took part in the uh, recently published mini masterclass talking about writing for young people in the youtube age and coming up very soon we're going to have an interview with lily wilkinson talking about the banning of books i'm excited about that one i'll be talking to lily next week and that will be on next week's podcast the mini masterclass podcast don't forget too that the blake poetry prize the shortlist is out so keep an eye on who wins that a lot of after school groups writing groups and the african australian person writing groups are starting off Again, getting back to it. A whole bunch of other writers groups as well. So go to our, our website, westwords.com.au and find out there what is up and about. You can also go to the uh, Westside Poetry Slam, which is going to be held via Zoom on the 23rd of February. And if you have written anything that you think is worthy of publication or, or rather of performing, you're very welcome to join in. And you never know, you might find yourself being invited to be the feature poet at some future event. So get involved. Also, the Westwards Academy is still accepting applications until the 25th of February. So this is a great program. We're in, going into our third year of this. It is uh, a program that deals with the nuts and bolts of creating and sustaining a career as a writer rather than so much focusing on the actual writing. And uh, we've had a lot of people go through that who have gone on to become Westwards Fellows and, and published in other, other places and so forth. So please, if you're a, an emerging writer and you want to understand some of the stuff they don't teach you in the writing courses, then you might want to join the Westwards Academy. All the details are on our website. And just finally, oh, that's, I forgot, I nearly forgot. This is very exciting. We were invited, Westwards invited to curate the Storytime in the Hammocks event at the upcoming After Dark at the Hyde Park Barracks event, 
which is held in collaboration with the 2022 Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras. And three writers who have worked with us closely in the past, Tanya Vavilova, Will Kostakis and Erin Goff, will be reading their work on Thursday the 24th of February. And there's some other events as well where they'll be doing it again, I think, later. But go to the Hyde Park Barracks website for more information, or to our website. And uh, if you want any of this information uh, in, a, in a format other than listen to a podcast and you haven't done so yet, you should go and subscribe to our newsletter because most, if not all of this, is included in our newsletter that comes out weekly, every Friday evening. So I think that's it for us for this fortnight. If you are... Uh, keen to talk to us about anything at all please give us a call or get on our website or give us an email in admin at westwords.com.au and we will be there to uh, have a chat with you and and help you out hopefully in the meantime uh, please have a great fortnight until we speak next don't forget we'll be back in a week with the mini masterclass with lily wilkinson but until then as always happy creating